Okay, good afternoon and welcome again to the Oat Health Heart Health Podcast. My name is Joe, joined here by Kathy. Good morning, or good afternoon, Kathy. Good afternoon, Joe. Uh, we have our show today, po- podcast number 24, uh, October 28th, 2009. Once again, for any show notes and resources, uh, you can visit our website at www.oathealth.com forward slash blog forward slash podcast. Uh, today, we're going to talk about last week's challenge, a little bit of awareness about processed oils in our diet. Um, and then we're moving right along that same conversation. We're going to go a little bit into a different conversation about fats, about the essential fats, omega-3s, a little bit about omega-6s as well, which we find under the polyunsaturated fat category. Uh, so we're giving you some more insight there. I'm excited about this week. This is, once again, a really big lever as far as heart health is concerned. Fat plays a big role in how your body utilizes fat and what types of fat are in it. Uh, so let's go ahead and get started today with today's podcast. Okay, well, we're back, and uh, so glad to have you here. This, once again, is a, uh, I don't know, I think it's a a not really well-understood topic. Um, I think we're getting a little deeper than just the saturated fat, trans fat conversation here. We start talking about processed oils, and so last week we talked a lot about, you know, um, the processing that goes through the oils, Uh, similar to me when I think about it, to like something like a refined flour or refined sugar, where we're taking out a lot of the nutrients and we're just leaving really just calories. And so at the end of the day, we're not really calorie deficient. That's not really our problem in America. Uh, we're really having more of a problem with not getting enough of the nutrients you need too many calories. And so so um, some of the, the fats that we may have talked about, like soy oil, uh, corn oil, I know another one is cottonseed oil. Um, they're generally heavily processed, uh, put through high heat and different issues. Um, and then what we're left with is really just the bag of calories that we didn't really need more of. So last week, we're just looking once again, right, Kathy? We're not really trying to make changes yet exactly. in this process. We're just kind of taking a look here to see, okay, what, what are we eating? You know, we talked about, actually, we was talking about with Matt earlier today, mm-hmm. uh, continuing to bring awareness just to what are we doing. Uh, realizing in America, the state we're in right now, we can't just continue to go forward and hope that everything's going to be okay. Realizing right. there's big gaps in the, in the mm-hmm. quality of our food and the health qualities of our food and really needing to make changes, make awareness. Exactly. That's that first step. We've said that over and over again in in all of our uh, podcasts and webinars and literature that awareness is the first step. Right. And um, I know just thinking about uh, um, the unprocessed oils and and this week has really brought a lot of awareness in my own life. And as we continue to do that again and again, those changes will start to happen. Yeah, and that's really helpful for me. You know, really, uh, we're all in process. It mm-hmm. really is not one of those things where we're coming as the gurus and we're going right. to come at you 100% like we are doing everything perfectly um, because it really is as we as we continue to go through the steps of awareness and continue to be aware of what we're doing and what we're putting into our bodies, we're going to continue to see things. And it's not about freaking out. It's not mm-hmm. about saying, oh, you know, like this is it. This is the end. If I eat this one more time, right. I'm going to be dead. No, it's, you know, we see people around us. They're not dropping over dead from eating at fast food restaurants and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, we see that around us health is not optimal. We're seeing people without oh, yes. the yes. energy levels, without, you know, we're seeing obesity on the rise, some of these things. So, so it really is bringing awareness to some of these things. Uh, really helps us to kind of 
get more towards the middle of balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so every time we do this, it's helpful for me, I know. And this week uh, was good to look at. Uh, once again, kind of raided the fridge, took a mm-hmm. look at the day-to-day meals we were eating. And, um, you know, I, once again, it's really a blessing to have a wife who really is, is doing a good job uh, making real food, uh, preparing yes, our dinners for us. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it really is great to, to be able to, to have that because what we do is we know the raw materials that are going in. You know, my right. wife is constantly, you know, she knows exactly what she's putting in there. Sure. Uh, what I was able to find with the processed oils, like soy oil and stuff like that, are like the salad dressings that we have in our house. Mm-hmm. A lot of the condiments we have, the yes. mayonnaises and that type of stuff, um, all have the soy oil and processed oils in them, uh, which we don't use as much. So mm-hmm. proportionately, we're mm-hmm. not getting a lot of fat from there. Uh, but still, it's it's one of those things that, um, you know, I was talking with you just before we started mm-hmm. here. You know, if I can make my own from yep. a really healthy, right. not heavily processed oil, I can actually add benefit to my health as opposed to, and I think in this case, taking away benefit from my health. Speaking of salad oils and dressings, I've been to the store many times wishing I would could just like find some salad dressings I'd like to have on my shelf just, you know, in case. But I find that time and again, I've tried several that, you know, maybe has some better quality ingredients in it, but I find that I just kind of go back to making my own all the time. Right. And uh, I did that this week. I was kind of looking on the in the store shelves at the at the salad dressings, and I found the same thing. And I thought, oh, you know, I can make something at home that is better quality, has more nutrients, and actually tastes better. Right. So maybe a good thing would be to put some of those recipes on our website. Yeah, we need to Joe. continue. Well, that's what we're going to try to do here through the podcast. Uh, we talked about the webinars and some of the things we're going to try to continue to do this, in this next year. Uh, and I'm going to be looking at these resources. When they come from Kathy, I'll definitely be all over them too <laughs> just because uh, there's a lot of information there that I really need to, to really be capturing um, as far as what's available um, you know, from the recipe side and from making this thing practical You know, because we're taking some of the bigger steps, but then there's the day-to-day stuff that says, hey, mm-hmm. we can really improve this. You can take one meal that's completely horrible, switch yes. it around to being instead of something taking away from health, adding yeah. to health. So, yeah, a lot of good things. We'll, we'll try to continue to keep you, uh, the listeners, in the loop whenever we have good ideas and we want to be able to share those with you. Uh, so that really brings us to today's main topic. Um, we, we're going to talk today about another type of fat. So we really talked a little bit. We've talked about trans fats before on this um, podcast. We hear a lot about saturated fat. Uh, so we understand that. We hear a lot about monounsaturated fat to some degree uh, through olive oil and some of those things. But there's another category besides saturated mono and, and trans that we mm-hmm. can talk about that really have a lot of benefit for our health. And maybe we're, we're getting some um, attention for these. But maybe not understanding all the whys and the who's and the why, you know, what's and all the ins and outs of, you know, why are they so popular and why are they so abundant? And why are we seeing so much media about them in some ways? Uh, we're going to talk about the polyunsaturated fats today, and within that group of fats are are the essential fatty acids. Uh, you got omega three and omega six. A lot of people have been hearing about omega three. Um, these two fats we actually cannot make in our own bodies. Uh, there are a number of different nutrients like this we can't make. That's why they're called essential. Or we, we can make them, we just can't keep up enough production to actually meet the body's need. In this case, we actually can't make these two fats. Uh, from those fats, we make a number of different things in the body, uh, especially omega-3s. Uh, we're going to visit more today um, because really what we see in the, the, in the diet right now is an imbalance of omega-6 to omega-3. Lots of corn and soil have lots of omega-6. Mm-hmm. Uh, not getting enough omega-3, though, 
And there are a number of reasons why we're going to explore some of those today. And we also want to explore what are some of the benefits we can expect. Uh, what is omega-3? You know, maybe I've mm-hmm. heard a lot about it. I just don't know much about it. Uh, so we want to be able to cover that a little bit with you today. Um, so even within the omega-3 category, we can really break omega-3s down into three other fats. Um, ALA, um, alpha-linoleic acid, which is what we find in um, mostly plant flu- plant foods. And then we have EPA and DHA, and I'm not even going to try to say those so two pronounce words. Pronounce those, you bet. <laughs> and then, uh, so ALA, uh, EPA, and DHA are three fats, and we do find those a lot in the literature. We're understanding more and more about them uh, from the research, mm-hmm. and we're seeing that they have a lot of benefits for our health. Um, so we, we've seen that omega-3s are really the precursor in the body to anti-inflammatory um, substances. And so for people, that doesn't necessarily always mean much. It may mean something that something somebody has arthritis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we find now is a lot of these diseases are really showing a lot of signs of inflammation and maybe even some of the causes of some of the, mm-hmm. really the inner workings of some of those diseases may have their core in inflammation. If it's not the cause, at least is a lot of the yes. effect that right. is going on at the same time. Uh, so omega-3 is really important to bring balance to that inflammatory response. Um, they're also important for um, cell, cell membrane um, flexibility and fluidity. So they really help to keep the, the cells so they can have real uh, good flow to them. And cells aren't, aren't like boxes. We may think of like our body built like bricks of mm-hmm. little cells. Uh, they're actually fairly fluid. They're full of water, as we know, like because our bodies are full of water. Uh, and for especially like blood vessels that pulsate with blood. They get a big shot from the heart. The heart pumps and a lot of blood comes through. And at that, at that point, the, the blood vessels kind of give a little bit and give a little bit. And so that's, a, that's an important part when they're rigid or in some cases, you know, enclosed when we know like atherosclerosis, uh, the hardening of the arteries mm-hmm. sometimes called. Um, you know, you can see somewhere that, that having the fluidity is really important to uh, especially heart health. And beyond that, you know, there are, uh, so there's lots of good research to show that omega-3s are beneficial for heart health and for cardiovascular health. But beyond that, um, some of the fats, especially like DHA, really beneficial for brain function and, uh, and mood. And so we see a lot of uh, research uh, in the area, especially like ADHD, uh, yes. definitely one yeah. of the main things, one of the main focuses, mm-hmm. I think, from a nutrition standpoint that can be made for ADHD is really focusing on good fats for the brain like DHA that would come from, from fish. Um, and then also we have a number of things like skin disorders that we see are inf- uh, affected. Obviously, uh, um, inflammatory issues um, have, have been shown in studies to, to somewhat be beneficial. Uh, omega-3s are beneficial for them, or they show that people that are higher in omega-3 don't have as much of those issues. And so we see that they're really beneficial across the board. And I really equate it more to like water for a plant. It's not really that the water is so miraculous um, that it has all these different properties once you actually give it to the plant. It's really when the plant's dry, you'll really see a, a, just the plant come back to life, really, when you give it what it needs. Uh, this is the case for deficiencies. Anytime we're deficient in something and we meet that need, it can seem kind of miraculous. And that's what I think we see with omega-3s is that it's, it meets all these different needs and it has all these different functions. Uh, and one of the issues really is not getting enough in the diet. Um, right. So we're seeing that across the board. And you know what's amazing is you're talking about um, the need for this essential fatty acid because, like you said, it is widely dispersed and the need is, is so uh, much a part of each system in our body. Right. It helps alleviate and can it may help decrease 
um, disease and illness in all parts of our bodies. Right. It may help with macular degeneration, right. and you mentioned skin disorders and all kinds of brain disorders, depression, and just I just am amazed at right. all of the body functions that uh, is necessary to have the omega threes. Yeah, and that's really even interesting when we think about the whole nutrient um, issue. And this is obviously not a nutrient in the same way vitamin C is, uh, but we talk about essential nutrients that we need. It's it's weird when we we, we can compartmentalize. Uh, things like um, fats and carbohydrates and proteins and say, well, I need those throughout the day. Really neglecting, though, that we really have a huge need for other nutrients, um, other things that we cannot make in our body right. and need on a daily basis. And so, yeah, we're really finding that this conversation as we continue in talking about processed foods as compared to whole foods mm -hmm. and some of the benefits you can get uh, from getting those nutrients, um, that's also part of this conversation really we talk about omega-3s because especially in processed foods, we talk about processed foods, uh, you find that um, omega-3s really go rancid quickly. They have mm -hmm. an extra bond, an extra double bond compared to omega-6s even. And so you really find that as a fat, um, they're, they're more likely to go rancid. They interact more with oxygen. Uh, they interact more with heat and light. Um, so they, they have problems if we try to preserve them in food uh, over long periods of time. And so if you ever left flax oil out for a week, you know right. it's starting to s smell like, yeah. you know, like polyurethane almost. Yeah, so it really goes, goes bad fast. And so what we find is if you're eating a lot of processed foods, food processors are not going to want to have that mm -hmm. fat in there unless they've altered it enough so it doesn't eventually make the food go bad and make it go rancid. Mm -hmm. And so we find that we're not getting enough of this fat in our diet uh, across the board, uh, not only from food processing but also from food choice. The variety is not there to be able to get the foods we need that contain the omega-3s. And we want right. to really, once again, get you some real practical insights. Kathy's got some good information today about what we can do to get this back in our diet. So, Joe, if we're not able to get our essential fatty acids, especially omega-3s, from our food, um, because if we're eating mostly processed foods, then where can we get it from? Right. So some ideas that... Um, you know, are out there, are in print, are, of course, salmon. Right. And uh, different fish uh, like salmon and uh, tuna and that kind of thing. All you have to make sure because of our mercury content, right. you know, yeah. that you're getting good quality. But also, um, one of the greatest sources of a plant source of omega-3s is flax oil, flax seed. Right. And so I just have a couple ideas here to talk about how to get some of these... Um, foods in our diet and uh, actually because of the um, the texture and the fiber content that's in flaxseed you can actually use it to substitute butter oh, in okay. some recipes wow. and you can actually uh, use it to substitute eggs okay uh, the flaxseed when it's wet becomes gelatinous like an egg right 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 and so actually maybe we can put those kind of substitutions up on our website yes and it'll give people an idea of how to uh, make some of those healthy substitutions for fat excellent and also um, a couple of things about flaxseed if you if you eat it whole you're not going to really get the nutritive value out of it right. so you want to grind it but you right. want to buy it whole right. because um, if you buy it whole and in a like a dark 
colored bag where you can keep it in a cool, dark place, then it keeps all of the nutritional value until you use it. So right. you just want to grind it as much as you're going to use in a single serving. But something like that is so easy to just add on top of your cereal. It has a nice nutty flavor. You can just put it in yogurt, put it in soups, right. um, all kinds of ways to use it. Yeah, and I was telling you I bought that big bag of flaxseed from my uh, local mm-hmm. health food store. And I've yet to use it, and I really need to get I I need to get that information you have because really, uh, I was like I was so I know I'm missing it, and you know we um we had flaxseed oil in our house for a while, and then we had fish oil in our house for a while, and I know I was trying to like uh, keep up on that, and then just realized recently, you know why don't I just get both benefits, the fiber and the uh, good fats, uh, by grinding my own, but I just need to get I got yeah. it's like we talk about on here, you just need to take that first step. I just need to take the first step, grind up a little bit, yes, and, and get just going start with doing it. it. Yeah. I've put it in salad oil before, um, you know, salad dressings before. But I wanted to mention just a few other ways to get omega-3s. And walnuts is another great way, you know. And also um, a good source is beans, like kidney beans, navy beans, soybeans. And um, also uh, winter squash and olive oil is really great. And I I got to thinking, um, I saw this recipe. Well, if you just buy like a a can of unsweetened cocoa in the store. It'll tell you how to conducive to baking. And so you usually add like three tablespoons of the dry cocoa to one tablespoon of oil right. in a recipe. But I thought, why not try olive oil instead of yeah, right. some kind of processed oil? Right. Because and a lot of times when you're baking with it, it doesn't really give off a flavor anyway. So, right. you know, just yeah. simple ideas like that. Yeah, and that's what I think what we need is when we're, tr- when we're starting to take these, these practical steps, uh, it's really just some real, it's just some step-by-step saying, okay, what's my, what can I try? And having a lot of options to try because everybody's going to be like, oh, I'm just going to go out and, you know, grind some my own flaxseed or, you know, you know, taking some of these ideas of uh, taking a number of different things. Another one was, um, it's not my favorite way to get it, but soy, uh, mm-hmm. we talked about soy oil and it's heavily processed, but you can actually get soy, like soybeans frozen, like sure. adamame, mm-hmm. and they really make a nice snack. Um, to be able to kind of chew and you get the protein, you get the fiber. Mm-hmm. And once again, you're going to get the unprocessed fats mm-hmm. uh, that haven't been damaged by heat, uh, haven't been destroyed through all that processing. So yeah, a lot of good ways to get that. Uh, I know we've talked about other ways like supplements uh, and getting them through like, you know, like a flaxseed oil. And we talk about, about flax and omega-3s mm-hmm. because it really is one of the richest sources of omega-3. And especially comparing omega-3s to omega-6s, um, it has the highest ratio uh, comparatively uh, to most of the things you find out there, uh, comparatively, that, especially that's that's a, that's readily available. A little statistic on flax seeds or flaxseed oil: it's um, actually forty-one percent fat, fat, the right. seed itself, but out of that, fifty-seven percent is omega-3s. Yeah, so, so it's very, very high. Yeah, very high comparatively. Uh, lower omega-6 so it does have mm-hmm. when you get a good this is the important thing when you get in a supplement is to make sure that that company was really pressing the seed for health in mind not just trying to press it just to get flaxseed oil out there so you want to get a good quality company because any company can press flaxseed in mm-hmm. a similar way you're going to press anything else and just really destroy the properties of it uh, but when you're doing it from a company that really cares about you getting the health benefits uh, they're not going to do it with high heat uh, another option we've talked about is fish oil Mm-hmm. Uh, another high place of omega-3. Once again, as with the fish, you want to make sure that you're getting a pure uh, fish oil. And usually a good rule of thumb is to get it from, try to get it from a company who's fishing waters that are cleaner than, uh, than, than maybe some others. So like Norwegian waters are generally a little mm-hmm. bit cleaner uh, mm-hmm. comparatively sometimes, uh, especially than like an inland fish or something like that. 
And so that's an important thing to look for as well. Um, so some good things there uh, to look at as far as getting more omega-3s in. Um, we haven't even scratched the surface on omega-3s yet. Really, we're kind of trying to give this to you in bite-sized pieces. Uh, but hopefully it's enough to get you inspired to want to do some omega-3s, get more into your diet. Uh, especially this time of year, uh, we're actually going to go out at some point here and get some cod liver oil. Uh, you know, if you ever mm-hmm. had a grandma that gave you all, oh, I can't yes. remember the name of it, St. John's, something like that, mm-hmm. um, where it was uh, Brother John's maybe. I can't remember. I don't remember, but... <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I always hear that. You know, my grandma used to give me yes, a tablespoon of right. cod liver oil during the winter. What we know now that it has beneficial vitamin mm-hmm. A, and especially mm-hmm. vitamin D. Uh, as we get into the winter months, we don't get as much sun exposure, don't get as much vitamin D, and we know the benefits of omega-3s. And so, yeah, there's some truth there. And um, you know, we talk about boosting the immune system. We talk mm-hmm. about, you know, some of the controversial issues like the swine flu and flu and stuff like that, and making sure our bodies are prepared to deal with some of those things and, and so that we can face whatever might come our way. Um, we're definitely approaching it through, you know, things like cod liver oil, things like probiotics mm-hmm. and those type mm-hmm. of things. Uh, for the winter months. So that's something to look at. Um, what we're actually going to do, we have our weekly challenge coming up here. Our weekly challenge this week uh, is really going to be make sure that you get omega-3s into the day that day in unprocessed forms. And so a good way to do that, once again, is whole food forms like walnuts or flax seeds mm-hmm. uh, or um, good qu- high-quality omega-3 supplements. Um, you mentioned some others as well, like making sure you get some olive oil and even, mm-hmm. even soybeans, mm-hmm. um, that have not been heavily heat processed. Uh, so we're going to make sure we get some resources on the website, uh, make sure you have some real practical tools and, and, and insights on how to actually do this. So we're not just putting you out there on your own and saying, good luck. Uh, we'll try to get you the tools to make sure that you have what you need, uh, to live a healthier lifestyle. So that's our podcast for today. I hope you got some good information. Uh, Thanks a lot, Kathy. You're welcome, Joe. All right, and we will see you next time on the Old Health Heart Health Podcast.